Welcome back to Mastering the Bar Exam. In this episode, we're about to unravel the intricate world of defenses in tort law. Defenses serve as the shield that defendants wield in response to tort claims, shaping the outcomes of legal battles. Whether you're a law student, legal practitioner, or simply fascinated by the complexities of the legal world, this episode will provide you with a comprehensive understanding of the defenses available in tort cases. Understanding Defenses in Tort Law Defenses in tort cases are legal strategies and arguments used by defendants to counter claims brought against them. These defenses can vary based on the type of tort involved, the circumstances of the case, and the applicable legal principles. Common Defenses in Tort Law Let's explore some common defenses used in tort cases. Contributory Negligence This defense argues that the plaintiff's own negligence or carelessness contributed to their injuries. In jurisdictions that follow contributory negligence, if the plaintiff is found even slightly negligent, they may be barred from recovering any damages. Example, in a car accident case, the defendant might argue that the plaintiff was also distracted while driving, contributing to the collision. Comparative negligence, in jurisdictions that adopt comparative negligence, the defendant argues that the plaintiff's negligence contributed to their injuries. However, under comparative negligence, the plaintiff's recovery is reduced in proportion to their degree of fault, rather than being completely barred. Example, in a slip and fall case, the defendant might argue that the plaintiff was not paying attention to warning signs, contributing to the fall. Assumption of risk, this defense asserts that the plaintiff voluntarily assumed the risks associated with the activity that led to their injuries. Example, in a sporting event, the defendant might argue that the plaintiff willingly participated and accepted the risks of injury. Statute of Limitations, this defense asserts that the plaintiff's claim is barred by the applicable statute of limitations. Statutes of limitations set a time limit for bringing legal action, and once that time has passed, the plaintiff cannot pursue a claim. Example, if a plaintiff tries to bring a lawsuit for a car accident that happened five years ago, the defendant might raise the defense of the statute of limitations. Immunity, immunity can arise from specific circumstances. For example, Certain government entities may enjoy immunity from certain tort claims, while charitable organizations may have immunity under certain conditions. Example, a government agency might assert immunity in a case involving alleged negligence in a public service. Affirmative defenses. In addition to the common defenses mentioned earlier, some tort claims involve affirmative defenses, which require the defendant to present evidence supporting their defense. Affirmative defenses can include self-defense, When a person reasonably believes they are in imminent danger of harm, they have the right to use reasonable force to defend themselves. This defense can be asserted in cases involving assault or battery. Example, in a case where someone is accused of assault, they might argue that they acted in self-defense because they believed they were in danger. Defense of others, similar to self-defense, a person may use reasonable force to protect another person who is in imminent danger. Example, if someone intervenes in a fight to protect a friend, they might raise the defense of defense of others. Defense of property, individuals have the right to use reasonable force to protect their property from being invaded or stolen. However, this force must be proportionate to the threat. Example, if someone uses force to prevent a trespasser from stealing their car, they might assert the defense of defense of property. Consent, if the plaintiff consented to the defendant's actions, knowing the risks involved, it can serve as a complete defense. Example, In a case where someone is injured during a recreational activity, 
the defendant might argue that the plaintiff consented to the risks inherent in the activity. Superseding cause, this defense asserts that an unforeseeable event or action occurred after the defendant's conduct but before the harm, and this event was the primary cause of the harm, relieving the defendant of liability. Example, if a third party intervenes and causes harm after the defendant's alleged negligence, the defendant might raise the defense of superseding cause. Defamation defenses. In cases involving defamation, which refers to false statements that harm a person's reputation, defendants may raise specific defenses. Truth, if the statement is true, it is an absolute defense to defamation claims. Example, if someone is accused of spreading false information about another person, they might assert the defense of truth if they can prove the accuracy of their statements. Opinion, expressing an opinion, rather than stating a false fact, is generally protected as free speech. However, there are limits to this defense. Example, if a person shares their subjective opinion about a public figure, they might argue that it's protected speech. Privilege, certain statements made in specific contexts, such as in courtrooms or legislative proceedings, are protected by privilege and are not subject to defamation claims. Example, a witness testifying in court might raise the defense of privilege if accused of making defamatory statements during the testimony. Case example, contributory negligence. Imagine a scenario where a pedestrian is hit by a car while crossing the street. The defendant might argue that the pedestrian was looking at their phone and not paying attention to traffic, contributing to the accident. Contributory negligence, the defendant asserts that the plaintiff's distraction and failure to follow traffic rules contributed to the accident. Case example, assumption of risk. Consider a situation where an individual is injured while participating in an extreme sports activity. The defendant might argue that the participant assumed the risks associated with the activity and cannot hold them liable for injuries. Assumption of risk, the defendant asserts that the plaintiff voluntarily participated in the activity, aware of the risks involved. Recent developments in defenses. The landscape of defenses in tort law is dynamic, shaped by legal precedents, societal changes, and technological advancements. Some recent developments include digital evidence and defamation, the use of digital evidence, including social media posts and electronic communication, has added complexity to defamation defenses as courts navigate the nuances of online speech. Immunity in public health crises, the COVID-19 pandemic has sparked discussions about the scope of immunity for entities involved in public health responses, including issues related to vaccine distribution and government actions. Expanded recognition of mental health defenses, in cases involving intentional torts or negligence, there is a growing recognition of mental health issues as potential defenses, especially in situations where a defendant's mental state may have influenced their actions. Technology and consent defenses, with the increasing use of technology in various aspects of life, courts are addressing issues related to consent in digital contexts, such as data sharing and online activities. As we conclude this episode on defenses in tort law, we invite you to stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll explore the fascinating concept of causation. Causation is a fundamental aspect of tort law, delving into the principles that determine whether a defendant's actions were the actual cause of the plaintiff's injuries. Until then, keep your curiosity for the law alive, and remember that knowledge is your most potent tool in the pursuit of justice.